Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check out this and so many other great Christian podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org. The Word of God says from Acts chapter 17, starting in verse 16. Now while Paul was waiting for them in Athens, his spirit was provoked within him, and he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and the Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. And some said, What does this babbler wish to say? Others said, He seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus saying, May we know what this teaching is that you are presenting. For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God. What therefore you worship is unknown. This I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he need anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. And even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the, of, not to think that the divine being is like gold, or silver, or stone, or images formed by the art and Im imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, We will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from the mists. But some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Demarius, and others with them. And that is the word of God. The reason I wanted to read from Acts chapter 17, this specific passage, was, well, I, I love this passage. But there, there a few weeks ago, was it last week? I, I'm a little late to the game on this, but there was a post, a tweet, it was probably on Facebook too, by a very popular Presbyterian minister. I think he's retired now, but in New York, uh, Tim Keller. So I'm sure all of you listening, most of you listening, the majority of you listening are familiar with Tim Keller. He posted something from a late-night talk show host, Stephen Colbert, who is a Roman Catholic, 
at least he says he's a Roman Catholic, that somebody was on his show asked him a question of how his faith and his work of, I guess, being a late-night talk show host, if they conflict at all. And he gave a pretty general, weird answer. I say it was weird because I still don't understand what he said. So if you want to find that, I'm not going to go over specifically what was said. If you want to find that, uh, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But there's a, a few things here, and I'm just going off the cuff with this. For one thing, Stephen Colbert claims he's Roman Catholic. So Roman Catholicism is not, I don't believe it's a Christian faith in the sense that it preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Reformation happened for a reason, and then that big reason is how are we saved? How is one made right with God? Is it by faith plus works, or is it by faith alone in the finished work of Christ alone? So a Roman Catholic who believes Roman Catholic doctrine would say, I believe would say, that it is faith, yes, it is grace, yes, but we also have to do this or that, and if that's not met, then we go to purgatory. I'm, I'm generalizing. There's more details to it than that. So, so first off, to say that, as the tweet said, that this man was sharing his faith, and this is, should be an example of how we should share our faith, I don't even think Stephen Colbert, in what he said, was even sharing the Roman Catholic faith. It was just general, spiritualistic thing. So I guess the argument that, that Tim Keller and others who shared this would say, well, this is the context in which we are in to where you would share your faith, and you would share it this way, in contextually, contextualization, I don't even know what is meant by that, but this is how it could be done. But I say, what about the context of where Paul was in Athens, right? He's walking around and he's seeing all these gods, these false idols, and he's, he's cut to the heart because he knows the true God and he knows what he has to do, that he's been sent with this message of salvation in Christ, and he's talking with them about Jesus and the resurrection, so in that context of where he's at, where no one, where, where there's Stoics and Epicureans who have no idea, it even says they, they think he's a babbler, he's talking about foreign things, he does, he, what, what context is he in? Is he in a context that's open to that kind of thing? I, I don't think he was. He's very hostile. I don't think the context that Paul and the apostles were preaching in is any different than the context of what we have today. There's idols everywhere. The idols that Stephen Colbert himself will affirm. So to to say that the context, we have to change our message or soften it and not speak of Christ and the resurrection, that's exactly what Paul was, was talking about and why he... I'm sorry, my, my son's here. Exactly what, what Paul was talking about and why... You want to say hi? No, he doesn't want to say hi. He's shaking his head as if you can see him. So my son, like I was just saying, my son's sitting on my lap. But we will continue on. And that's the kind of podcast we have where, you know, it's not the most professional podcast, but I just hope you get something out of this and that you can be blessed. But the context that Paul, as I was saying, in is not much different. Why do we think people have changed over time? This is the context that Paul is in, the context of all day, of our, our day and every day, is we have all sinned. And fallen short. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory. He wants coffee. He wants coffee. See my little sinner right here. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that is true in Paul's day. That is true. That is true when the the fall happened. Our nature as sinners hasn't changed. 
So this is the context I believe we are in. So to contextualize, yes, we can adapt how we proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. But we should not think that people are different and need a different message. Here we, we saw in what I just read in Acts 17, Paul witnessing, Paul exhorting Christ and explaining to the people. And again, I would think that maybe these people, the majority of the people he's speaking to in the Areopagus, haven't grown up in the Jewish faith. So they don't know the scripture. So what does Paul do? He does quote their poets. So he knows something about their culture, but he doesn't do anything other than that in the in that context, but get to Christ. He's saying, he even says like, look, you guys know by, by what is created. So he's, he's saying, look, ev- evidence around you, he's, he's going like presuppositional apologetics on him. Evidence around you, the nature shows Christ. It shows that even in your writings that you know this Christ, this, this God who created the world, repent. He calls them to repent. And he speaks that judgment is coming. Judgment is coming by the one man. And he proved it by raising him from the dead. So when, when a, a soft-pedaled message of general deity, general God, general spirituality, we, we need, you know, God gave us laughter, so we need to laugh. That's something like Stephen Colbert said, like we laugh at, at death or this. The Christian can be confident in death because the Christian is not going to that judgment. That judgment that Paul speaks of is not coming for the Christian. Paul is calling those to flee that judgment coming and come to Christ, come to the resurrected Lord. This is the message we are to give. This is the witness we are to give. You want an example of how to share the gospel in your context? Go to Acts 17. Go to the book of Acts. Read through how these apostles were preaching the gospel to Jews and Gentiles, both in a sinful context. Sin has been around since the fall. It is here, and we are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. But Christ is that gift. We, we turn and we believe on him, and we trust in him. And what was the result as Paul preached? What was the result? Let's read that again. Now, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. So that's going to happen. We can't run and try to change our message so we won't get mocked. Mocking is going to happen. This is what... This is what the word of God says. This is, mocking will happen. But others said, we will hear you again about this. So others wanted to hear. So we have those who mocked the message, those who mocked Paul. Others wanted to hear more about him. And then some actually followed him. And we have the example of Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Demarius. And others followed him. So there are signs of repentance, signs of people that wanted to hear more, signs of people that came to faith and probably followed Paul as he continued to preach the gospel and churches were planted. So this is the context we're in, the same exact context that we've always been in. We are sinners. We need salvation. The wrath of God will come for us. Judgment will come for us unless we hide in the finished work of Christ, covered with the blood of Christ. Jesus Christ lived a perfect, righteous life. We are called to live a perfect, righteous life. But we can't. And we know the God, as Paul's preaching here, we know which God, 
because there's only one God, the true and living God, who made everything. The heavens declare the glory of God. That's the God we offended with our sin because he is holy and we are to be holy, but we can't be holy because we are sinners. We have a sin nature. We need something outside of us to save us. We need a savior and we have that savior, Jesus Christ. Second person of the Trinity, fully God and fully man, lived that perfect righteous life for us. And then he died on the cross, a death we deserve. He took the wrath. He took the judgment of God. He suffered hell on the cross. And then he was buried and he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And yes, he is coming uh, coming again to judge the living and the dead. He's coming. I love how, how it's put often, the quick and the dead. So, those who aren't in Christ, turn to Christ now. Please, put your trust in him. You know you've sinned against the holy God, and he has given you Christ. If you turn to him, if you trust in him, may your heart be changed. May you be born again. You must be born again. And those of us who have trusted in Christ, tell the world. Don't worry about the context you're in. You know, the context you're in, I'll say it again, is we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So now, that is our common context. All of us are sinners, but we are saved by grace grace as Christians. So we know that message now. We go tell that message to everyone. Tell the world. Tell them of the Savior. Judgment is coming. We can't leave that part out. And we're not scaring people into, into the kingdom. That's not. But it's true that... It is a scary thing. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. But God is also loving. He's loving towards us. His steadfast love endures forever. So we are to be messengers. We are to be ambassadors of Christ. And we are to tell the world. We are to tell of the specific God of who he is. Not this general God of of whatever. I, I don't even know how to describe that. I don't even know why that would be a good thing to tell people of this general generic God. We have to tell them of the true and living God and the Son of God, who's also God, and may the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, convict hearts to repent and turn and trust in Christ. So I hope you enjoyed this this shorter podcast. I hope you enjoyed the one. If Go back and listen to, I released one on Monday, of these two young Christian men who are great Christian men, and I look forward to seeing them grow in Christ, but check out their answers to some of these these questions I asked them about those who are, their thoughts on deconstruction, their thoughts on growing up in the church, and how they, they've been, been raised, and what encouragement they can give other younger Christians uh, and other parents, too, because I think it's encouraging for parents to hear stories of young Christians that have been brought up in the ways they're they're hoping to encourage their own children. So go back and listen to that one if you've missed it, because I released it a little early. I look forward to um, a couple interviews I have coming up with people on some other podcasts. I don't want to say anything yet because I haven't recorded them yet, uh, and a lot of things can happen in between now and then. But just just look forward to a lot of great things coming, and I, I thank you for all, all for listening, for continuing and, and sharing the podcast. And... Uh, Yeah, that's it. So check out all the podcasts in the Christian Podcast Community, christianpodcastcommunity.org. Until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, Grady. 